Ascended Christ Podcast with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com. Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast. I'm Rava Christ. In this third episode, I'll be reading from Christ's own autobiography. They call him Savior, the Return of Christ, written under my human identity, Irma Carew, published by Cosmic Christ Publishing. What you're about to hear came from Christ through the power of our telepathic connection. As a mortal man, I spent many an hour in prayer and communion with God whose wish was to save the people of the earth from their self-imposed blindness. As God grew through the wisdom of ages, it was seen that teaching man to kill was not the way, for man had already possessed enough hate in his heart. He did not need God to fill it with more. What man needed was a softer heart, and this is why I was sent as the Prince of Peace. Understand, a thought of peace began the creation process and I am the end result of that process, a flesh man born of peace to teach peace, who was slaughtered by men who were blinded by hate. Yet the spirit of that man of peace lived on, in full memory of his time on earth, with full faculties to continue his thoughts of peace and to converse with others from behind the veil. I was sent down in a peace mission to raise the minds of men. There was no condemnation on my lips, all were to be loved and all were to be accepted and forgiven for their sins. All were to be welcomed home. But neither my life nor my death did anything to soften the hearts of men. The urge to kill was still too great inside them. To this day there is still no understanding of my teachings, yet so many proclaim to love me and to speak to me. How can you love what you do not know or understand? I tell you, you love because you are empty. Your hate does not feed you. You cannot bring yourselves to love your brethren, because your hearts are turned against sharing inequality, but you are longing to love and be loved, and so you turn to me because I am a figurehead, a ghost, a figment of the imagination. I am not flesh, I am marble and stone, I am on canvas. My story is a fable, widely told across the planet. I am an icon, a legend, a star of the stage and screen. And it is easier to love the symbol of a man than it is to love a fellow human being. From where I sit beyond the veil, I hear and see what you do. There are those who look for men like me in order to marry them. There are those who have been called my brides. There are those who publish books based on channeled sessions with me. I, I am a literary celebrity. But what have any of you learned? In your fervor for accolades and wealth, you pen your manuscripts and sell them to the market, and those who run the market turn you into their puppet, while they turn my words into their propaganda, their own brand of spirit food, which is synthetic and robbed of nutrients. We are in a war, and it's not just a war of guns and bombs, a war of angry mobs fighting over race, color, class, gender, or freedoms. It is a war of minds. Whose thought is most superior and can the world be enslaved so it follows its master's thoughts and takes his thoughts as their own? I tell you, the world is already enslaved, and hate is the thought that rules, 
and the one who seeks to divide you is the enemy. You are being divided not only by race, culture, class, sexual preference, age, and education. You are being divided according to the strength of your individual identity. In other words, how easily you can be programmed. The more resistant you are to follow the human master's herd, the more you are an enemy to the masters who run your world. I tell you, all of life is a mind game, and everything born is a lab rat, and your lives are nothing more than experiments. On earth, flesh men feed you their programming that consists of their propaganda, their views, their interests, their beliefs, their laws, and their opinions. You are herded into divisions of class, race, gender, age, economic status, and education. You are catalogued and defined by your physical appearance as well as your physical strength. If you are good-looking, you are suited to be a front man to deliver the master's message. If you are physically fit, you are thought to be suited for heavy labor, which the master dictates. If you are educated, you will be exploited as the authority on intelligence and held in high esteem as having valid information. But this is only the master's ideas touted as valid information. If you are popular, you will be exploited as a shill, a clown, a fall guy, and the one who distracts the mobs and masses in order to keep their minds off the master's agenda so he may continue his evil deeds in darkness and destroy all who live on planet Earth. On the other side, those classes and races that are not desirable are singled out as pawns and set up to fail. They are persecuted so they will be known as unworthy, unreliable, and the enemy of your master and every good thing your master stands for. You will be programmed that your master's enemy is your enemy. But I tell you there is no good in any puppet master, and you are all being deceived. I have come to free you from the enslavement of your minds. It is time to take back control and own your own thoughts, for ultimately you are what you think, and the quality of your thoughts determines your destiny. I do not speak of your destiny on earth, but your eternal destiny. I do not come before you seeking converts to any cause, not even my own, but I seek to free you from enslavement by the human puppet masters who seek to control your minds on earth. You will know these masters because they each have one outstanding characteristic. They seek absolute power and dominion and a dictatorship over all. Search your thoughts, guard your actions, watch everything you do, and learn who programs your movements. Who programs your ideas? Do these things help or hinder you? Is your programming geared for the natural holistic health of your body and mind, or is your programming geared toward a synthetic and artificial outcome or purpose? Is your programming geared to raise you to benevolent states where peace, mercy, forgiveness, kindness, and love are your master? Or is your programming geared to self-service, hate, dissension, lies, divisive thinking, persecution, paranoia, anger, and violence? Know your master, and you will know your destiny. Only goodness can come from goodness. Goodness leads to a destiny of goodness. Only darkness can come from what is dark. Darkness leads to a destiny of darkness. Anything unnatural, synthetic, or artificial, all thoughts and actions that are geared toward hate, division, dissension, persecution, violence, mayhem, chaos, and disorder, all these things are dark, and what is dark leads to death. There is no life in it. And to those who shout against me and feel their darkness will raise them above the light, 
I say it will not. It cannot. Only the sun and the moon may rise and both give light. Darkness does not rise. It merely exists as a seemingly vast blanket until the light shines and reduces it to a mere shadow. The mind of God would be the best of men, the highest of his thoughts, his purity and innocence, his grace and forgiveness, and his ability to love unconditionally. These things were the best of men. The time of testing was a time to prove man's worth by testing his virtuous thoughts. But he proved he had none, for he listened to the commands of killing, and he followed the instincts of the savage, not the instincts of virtue. The mind of God has been given to me. I am now it. The mind was born, and it procreates continuing perspectives. I, sometimes, oft-times, the perspectives are of the same thing, but it still goes on. All perspectives are connected. All are mind. The mind is a vast field of information gathered through lifetimes, information gathered through sense perception and interpretation and perspective. Many perspectives are similar. Pain is suffering, pleasure is joy, and peace is bliss. Each experience is food. Do not suppose that because you may be offended by suffering, that suffering is not food. All is food. It is even food for you. Through your disgust and misery, you learn not to create the food that is suffering. You also learn not to partake of the food that is suffering. Therefore, your diet is now refined. I am speaking of your mental diet, the diet of your mind, the food that nourishes your perception and broadens it. As all perception is broadened, the universe is expanded. The negative perceptions expand negative possibilities, and the positive perceptions expand positive possibilities. The highest possibility is the plane of heaven or nirvana. There are also worlds within nirvana and heaven, worlds of peace. These worlds do not form in the corporal sense, for the formation of all solids leads to destruction and thus a breakdown of material which creates suffering. There is no suffering in nirvana or heaven, only peace and bliss sustained through memories of beauty, love, grace, nobility, gentleness, kindness, generosity, goodwill, compassion, and passive nature. Such a state is prized by sensitives, but the opposite world, that of chaos, war, calamity, pain, and misery, is also prized by those who are geared toward battle, fighting, conquering, malice, and mayhem. You are trapped in this world while you are in corporal form. All who experience the physical world are trapped in the world of pain and misery. Joy must be created. Bliss must be found. Peace must be known. When you have discovered all three, you may wish to make them your reality, your corporal reality. This is not possible in its entirety, for the corporal world is unstable. In it, you live among forces that exist just to unravel the fabric of peace and contentment. You can, however, affect a change in your circumstances that will raise you to a higher perspective so you benefit from the blessings of the corporal state. This can also be achieved through your connection with other minds who are seeking escape from chaos and suffering. Be a service 
that offers others a chance to step outside themselves and you offer them an escape. This offering also fills your storehouse with the power to initiate your own escape. All is a creation of mind that feeds the senses, which in turn feeds perception, which feeds the mind. Man chases the things of the world when things are of no importance. Only the spirit has value. Yet because he cannot see, he is blind. Because he cannot hear, he is deaf. And because he is without knowledge and acceptance of his true form, he is empty, barren, and desolate, perpetually hungry to be filled with the things of the world which do not satisfy him. There is no consolation in things. There is only consolation in peace, the gift of spiritual nourishment. If there are any emotions after death, then the mind cannot rise. It remains in the sphere closest to the earth. However, the sensations of joy and bliss, which are energy surges, propel the mind upward. The sooner the subject accepts his or her fate, that he or she is still alive, just disembodied, and the sooner they reconcile that it is okay to live without a body, the sooner they can free themselves of the remnants of their earth baggage. Once they do that, there is no stress, just emptiness, quietness, and stillness. It all depends on their thoughts. God is life. The pulse of the universe, as well as its creation and the creation of everything in the universe, everything in all universes, God breaks down and rebuilds. With man, there is no rebuilding. Man destroys permanently and then erects what is artificial in its place, statues of metal to glorify his destruction. Concrete and steel houses cruel industries where there once was fertile soil, land that could be better used to farm nature's foods to feed the hungry. Forests that feed the earth oxygen and provide shelter and food for the many animals that live there are destroyed, so man may build his artificial empires of death and disease. This is not God's work. This is an abomination of God's work. It is an abomination of God, a mutant species, a plague. Man was created to be a God. He is the full potential of God realized on earth. His eyes, his ears, his voice, his reason. But men do not act with reason. They act without reason. There is no benevolence, no altruism, and no gentleness in them. And so they fail in their God potential. The teachings of Jesus continue in our next episode of Cosmic Christ Podcast when we continue listening to Christ's experience of knowing God. I'm Weaver Christ. May peace be with you, and thanks for listening. Thank you.